Good evening, everyone. everyone. So we are continuing learning the halachas of Amir Nachri with a focus on how it applies to commerce on Shabbos. So last week, we, uh, we, we went through just the basic background of what Amir Nachri is and the classic haterim that come up in a person's home, come up in shul. And just a quick synopsis, there's an isser of Amir Nachri. Not only can you or any yid is not allowed to do a malacha on Shabbos. Not only can you not do it, there's another isser that you cannot ask a nachri to do it for you. And we had a few different reasons why that is. Basically, uh, it's either based on shlichus, there's a din of shlichus l'chumra, you're, you're uh, a mess, as if the guy is shlichus l'adam kamaisa. That's one uh, a potential issue. There's an issue of a daber daber. But essentially, as the Rambam says and the stipler explained, it's we don't want Shabbos to be a joke. And if a person could have a guy do all types of work for him on Shabbos, then Shabbos would end up uh, being a regular day. And you would have a guy doing laundry for you, and it would just be a regular day. Just you yourself wouldn't do anything, but it would be a zilzal Shabbos, and you might end up coming to do it yourself. So that's the Isra of Amir Lenachri on Shabbos. <clears throat> Went through a few Eterim. Today we'll focus on the, the Heter of Adati Dinafsheh, that the Nachri is doing it for himself. So the way I want to set it up is that today we'll go through some of the lambdas and some of the the, the major machleksim and the paiskim, and we'll touch upon some of the practical uh, uh, you know practical ramifications. And next week we'll come up we'll we'll go through the more complicated shilos that seemingly are usher, and we have to start thinking you know more more lumdish to find a heter for that. And that, that includes a lot of the nursing home situations and software companies. So we'll, we'll discuss it over the next two weeks. So, the halacha is, and just to give an example, we, this is mentioned as a classic example, you ask a nachri to wash dishes for you on Shabbos, so without getting into how our sinks work, and maybe it's the davrashen and mishavin, and anyways it's mutter, or Moshe Feinstein Paskin, that since the nachri is able to do, use cold water to wash dishes, there are many yeshivas, they don't have any hot water, and somehow they wash dishes in the, in the, in the kitchen, so you can wash dishes with only cold water. The nachri on their own decided to use hot water, that's called adate denafshe, it was their own decision, and that's and, and it wouldn't be wouldn't be a problem. You could ask a nachri to wash dishes for you, for you. They themselves decided to use hot water, so that's not called amir le nachri. That's a classic hetter. Today we'll get into what if it's an employee, and you didn't specifically ask him to work on Shabbos, and he himself decided on his own that he wants to work on Shabbos. So in halacha, there's... A breakdown. This is it's categorized into three different types of employer-employee relationships, and this is found in the beginning of Hilchah Shabbos. It is also found in Chayshemish, but in different areas, and it comes up throughout uh, throughout Shas, throughout uh, Nezikin and Avodah and you have a little bit in other Mesechtas as well. So one of them is called a Schiriyim that you hired him for the day, which essentially means you own him. You own him for the day. He's a uh, He's a handyman. He comes for the day. You pay him 300 bucks for the day. And whatever you need, he will do for you. That's a schir uh, More practically would be if you hire him by the hour, which is very common. Even in salaried employees, they are paid by the hour. So that's called a schir And that's the most chamor of the three. Number two, to the opposite extreme, is a koblin. A koblin, kishmoy who he accepted to do work. He's not getting paid by the hour. We he won't get paid, typically, and this is the way most Ahrenim explain, he won't even get paid unless he finishes the job. So you hired him to 
tailor your suit. You're not, he might bill you based on how many hours he thinks it's going to take him to do the job, but ultimately, when you pick up the, the suit, he doesn't send you, uh, doesn't care, you don't want a timesheet. You want to make sure this, the pants fit, and I pay you for the pants. I pay you $50 for fixing my pants. That's called a cobbling. A cobbling accepted to do the work. And as you could see, you know, some people would break it down into 1099 workers versus W-2. Doesn't necessarily have to be the, the case. But anyways, you paying him to do a job. And you can see already, if I paid him to do a job, so I don't care when he does it, that was his own decision. I did not say who to call it, and we will see that's a classic heter when a person is a cobbler. And the third case is an aris. An aris literally means a sharecropper. So in the times of uh, when people were farmers, so you had an aris. You owned the farm, you didn't want to work the farm, so you hired an aris, and he would get paid based on the yield of the crop, and he took home, he was, a, he was a sharecropper, he took home a share of the profits. That's called the Aris. And once again, an Aris, we could typically say, he's doing it at Dati Dinav Shehu Dekavid. He's doing it because he wants his profit. He wants a higher commission. He wants a higher yield by working on Shabbos. So that's called an Aris. So let's go one at a time. What is a Schiriyayim? So a Schiriyayim is someone who is getting paid by the hour or by the day. Essentially, you own him. Again, we're not talking about slavery. And of course, there are rules and regulations, both in, both in halacha and in uh, American law, for those that are living in America. And every country, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, has some type of law. So again, you're following the law, you're following halacha, but f- f- as from, from, from a business standpoint, you own them, you own their time, and they are mishubah to you. So the place can say, anytime they do something for you, even if you didn't ask them, that is called that they are working for you. So even if you didn't ask them to do something, they on their own decided to do it, whether it's on Shabbos, or, and they could have done it during the week, and seemingly, if they decided to do a malacha that you didn't ask them to do at all, that would be considered uh, uh, getting enough from it, and that would be considered shlichus, that's how the place can say, every minute when they do things, they're doing it for you, that's, a shli- that, that's like shlichus, and therefore it is always aser. So. An example would be, let's say someone is, uh, is hired for, he gets paid by the hour, and now he's doing work on Shabbos for you, and he's going to send you a timesheet, how many hours he worked. So that would be a classic issue, that you, you're, uh, you're a schiriyim, and that would be a problem. What gets a little complicated, especially in today's, uh, the, way, the way the economy, not the economy, but the way many um, offices are set up, is that people took, they take upon themselves to work X amount of hours, but they have flexibility in their hours. So let's say there was no flexibility. So nine to five, so it doesn't really apply on Shabbos, unless you have, let's say you have a 24-7 business. So let's say you have a nursing home or you have a, uh, you have a property manager, an on-site property manager, and he has to work on Shabbos as well. So when you pay him again, he's, he could work, he's a guy, but you cannot have him work for you. So when he works on Shabbos, let's say he's a property manager, and now he goes and he paints, you're remodeling one of, the, uh, one of the apartments, or he has to do snow removal. Let's assume it's not a sakana, so we don't have to get to a heter of milanachri, you know, mishum sakana. But he decides to, to, to uh, mow the lawn on Shabbos. So it could be in Alabama somewhere, there's no Maris Ayan, but if you own the property, and this nachri, the property manager, is working for you, and you own his time. He's salaried. I own his time. He gets paid, uh, you know, forty hour for forty hours a week. And now he's spending some of his hours on Shabbos. L'chayr, that will be aser. The Shulchan Aruch 
Well, Taka says that. There are poiskim, and I think it be, it's becoming more accepted in halacha, and that is that if the type of job did not have to be done on Shabbos, he, he has to mow the lawn once a month, and he does get paid by the hour. According to his contract, he has to work 40 hours a week. Now, he decided he wants to go to Cancun on Tuesday and Wednesday, and now he's going to work on the weekend instead. I'm not on top of it. I'm the boss. I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me as long as you, you, uh, you technically work the 40 hours that you owe me. He decided on his own to work on Shabbos, so even though Chazal would call it a Shiryayim, but Chassam Seifer and other places, and Vosner, and I believe this is how the uh, most Rabbanim in America would paskin, that in that case, he's doing it on his own. He, at the end of the day, it's a date denafshe hutika avid. When he's forced into these 40 hours, you have to work 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And then one of those days is Yantif. And he, and he mows the lawn on Yantif. So then, even though I didn't ask him to, work on, uh, to mow the lawn, but he's working for me on Yantif. So everything he does for the business on Yantif is a problem. Versus... Let's say he didn't have to work on Shabbos or Yantif. That was his own decision when to work, even though I pay him by the hour. And really, he should be considered a Shiryayim. But because he chooses his hours, so I didn't ask him to work on Shabbos. He, on his own, decided to work on Shabbos. So he has flexibility. So he's more like a, it's like a, it's an in-between Kabbalah and a Shiryayim. And the Paiskim are makel on that. So, so if he's, if, are we worried because it's a malacha? Because of I'm, I'm, I'm making him work on Shabbos. So he's a guy. I, he's a guy. He, I, he work on right, Shabbos. So the malachas for me. Shlichas. Shlichas. So let's say if, if, if at least fifty percent of his job is not really a malach. He only has. So he doesn't have to do malachas now. He could do some of the jobs. But any time he. But let's say he picks up the lawnmower and he starts cutting the grass, right? So that's why that's why I chose that case. He's doing a malacha. So the chiddush, the chiddush of schir, I'm asking, but the, the chiddush of schir yom is that when he in, in fact does a malacha, so at that point Chazal view it as if I asked him to do it. He's my shliach, because I own him. I own his time. There's a timesheet that he sends in. He submits at the end of the week, and it says Saturday nine o'clock in the morning. So I owned him Saturday nine o'clock in the morning. And when he went to mow the lawn, it's as if I sent him as a shliach. That's the uh, that's the issue that Chazal say when you have a um, when you have a schiryan versus a kablin. There's no timesheet. There's no there's no. Uh, I don't care when he worked. He could outsource it. Doesn't make a difference. I don't own his time. I have to get my pants back. So, so it makes no difference that, that, that he's, let's say, like, for instance, all he does is take out the garbage, it's not a problem. Correct. Say, uh, right, you have, really I mean, really many people have cleaning people. ladies in their house, they have cleaning, they have cleaning help on Shabbos, and th- that is considered shiryan. You hire them, you pay them $15, $20, I don't know what the rate is in New York, you're paying them $20 an hour, and you own their time, and they are not allowed to do malacha for you. That would be uh, that would be shlichas. Even if you didn't ask them specifically to do something, but they're doing it because because they know you need it, and they're doing it for you. So then it's a schiryan will be a problem. So that's another example of schiryan. Um, another one would be let's say you have a, an employee who now works overtime. So when it's overtime on Shabbos, you you need them to work on Shabbos, and they're getting paid by the hour. For the overtime, that would be another classic example of schiryayim, 
and this comes up in the 24-7 businesses, nursing homes and, and, uh, and properties, or anyone who has uh, customer support over the weekend, if you have employees that are, that are getting paid by the hour, or alternatively, even if they're salaried, but now they're charging you for overtime, so then they are a for those hours on Shabbos, and that would be a problem. But we did give a heter if they promise 40 hours a week, but it's flexible. They are a remote worker. They can work 4 o'clock in the morning. They can do whatever they want. They just need to clock in 40 hours of, let's say, accounting or billing or something like that. They choose to work on Shabbos. So there's a very strong reasons uh, uh, and rationale in the place game to be mekel. Okay, that's as far as the schiriyoyim. I think the schiriyoyim is pretty simple. When it's a, an extreme schiriyoyim, we are machmir. Anything they do for you and, and required a malacha, that would be considered Amir Lenachri and Obiasar, one cannot have that situation. And very often a person has to uh, has to avoid a schiriyoyim and e- either work with kablonis, we'll see that in a minute, or you need some type of mechira or shutfis for Shabbos. Schiriyoyim for community. That shouldn't, that shouldn't make a difference. Usually we could, we could have a Mila Nachri, but a Sechir makes it worse than a Mila Nachri. A makes it worse than... Right, a Mila is when he told him to do it. Now, in any of these cases, no matter what the relationship is, you can never say, please turn on the light for me. That's always us. Right, That's, we say, we say, it's our rabbin, we're shulnitz. Say nechanami. So, it's mutter. Shvuz to shvuz, like gazru, like gazru. And what about shchiriyoyim, it's our rabbin? Most of the time... It will be the same thing. It will be the same hetter, the shchiriyoyim. The same, why is shchiriyoyim? Sorry, you took away... So, it's mutter. No, meaning, chazal wana gazru, amilunachri, in a case of tzarchi rabbin. Chazal wana gazru, amilunachri, in a case of mitzvah. That's how we understand the hetter. Even by shchiriyoyim. Yes, Shiryam, the Chiddush of Shiryam is that even though I didn't tell him to do it now, I didn't tell you to mow the lawn, this guy works, uh, he's working on Shabbos, I never told him to mow the lawn on Shabbos. So by Kablonus, it wouldn't be a problem. By the tailor, we're going to see it's not a problem. He decided to cut the pants on Shabbos. By the Shiryam, it's as if I told him to do it right now. Okay, let's move on to Kablonus. Kablonus, as the word means, he accepted upon himself. He accepts the job. The classic examples are a mechanic, uh, the dry cleaners, the tailor. Um, you have a web design company. So you, you, you're making a website, you send the information to them, and please get, you know, send, you know, give me back a website within the 72 hours, and they do their thing, and they send you back something. Or any type of software program, outsourcing, building, whatever people do, when you're, you send it to a company, usually it's a 1099 or some type of, they're sending you an invoice on the job when they accept the job so then, that's kablanus. They could choose when to do it. And when, if they do it on Shabbos, that's not my prerogative. I don't care. So kablanus is typically mutter. Now, there are a few important uh, conditions for kablanus to be mutter. Number one, it can't be an issue of maris ayin. Now, that would, that would come up, let's say, in a person's home. So let's say you have a painter, someone who gets hired to paint your house. We assume he's not billing you by the hour. Now you own him and you tell him paint here, paint there. He says, okay, to paint your house, depends on the square footage. He gives you a price, $10,000 to pay to paint your house. If he doesn't paint the house, he's not getting paid. Or he might take money first and run, but it's $10,000 for the job. Now he could do this job whenever he wants, unless you tell him to do it on Chavez. So technically, from a Kablana standpoint, from an Amir Lanakri standpoint, it would be Mutter. However, the Paisim say in this case, when it's Bebeisa Shal Yehudi, it's Maris Ayin. 
that uh, it's in your house. They see the painters, they pull up in their van uh, Shabbos morning and they start painting away. That will be Marasayin. There's a Machoikas. The Be'er Halacha brings this down. And I think Lechatchilo or Machmer. And that is, what if the standard, the industry standards that everybody does this only B'Kablanus? No one does B'Schir So a, a thinking person would say, I see the painter going into his house. Well, come on, a painter? He's not... He's not a scheriyim, although the truth is when it comes to painters, there are people that will, uh, will hire day workers and they'll manage it themselves. So painters may, might not be the best example, but it comes up lawn care. Many people have a lawn service, and very often they come around on Shabbos. They come Shabbos morning, and you have the Rosh Shiva's house in town, and uh, there's someone mowing the lawn outside. So the place can say, even though everybody knows that the lawn care is set up, they, he charges $200 a month to come cut the grass. He's not billing by the hour. He can come whenever he wants. He decides to come Saturday morning. That's what he gets his, you know, his weekend side hustle. Okay, so it really shouldn't be Maris Ayin because everyone really should know it's Kablanus. Yet, the Ve'alacha writes, and this is how we are knowing, at least L'Chathchila, but the Ever, you know, we start thinking about it, but L'Chathchila, Ve'alacha says we are Machmir, that's when it's Bebeza Shel Yehudi, and it's attached, it's Mechub Lakaka, let's say, let's use those two conditions, Mechub Lakaka, and it's Bebeza Shel Yehudi, so then we would say it's always Maris Ayin. It's just too public, it's too, it's too a major. What if this is Bandalo, a supper home where this is breaking? So if there's no Yidin within the Tchum, then it'll be mutter. We learned this when we spoke about Tachas Chalamayid. So by Chalamayid, the Gemara there, Moed Kutten says, you don't have this heter on Chalamayid because people could travel. But let's say it's Shabbos, so when you, when you uh, if no one's inside the Tchum, there is no issue of Maris Ayin. If no one's within, within the Tchum Shabbos, no Yidin are there. Right, that comes up, uh, you have, you have, it comes up in Hilchus Yantiv. You have Eretz Yisrael Yidin if they are in Chutz Laaretz. Well, that's the whole part of the, all that construction that's going on right now, all that clean operation, it's all done on Friday. You're saying in general? Usually, usually in the Manhattan, it's all done on Shabbos. Because there's less hustle bustle? No, it's probably because all Jewish owned properties. Oh, okay. So, so that's a good question. What if you have a Jewish owned property and it's not, let's, it's not a residential, it's not a house in Borough Park. It's, uh, it's multifamily and they say in North Carolina, half of North Carolina is owned by Lakewood. So... Let's say you have a you know multifamily property in North Carolina, so there might be two two things to consider. Number one, if there's no you are a contractor to build it. What do you care if he shows up on a Friday or on a Tuesday? So really, from the contractor's perspective, right? We we, we simply are our owners, and we hired this contractor. It's not a vertically integrated uh, company. Right, we're hiring, we're outsourcing it. We have a contractor, so the contractor is a kablan. He's a, he's a kablanus. He has to get the job done by by this, you know, by six months. He'll come whenever he wants. So really, it should be mutter. From Amir and Nachri standpoint, it's, it should be mutter because he accepted the job. He's a kablan. The problem is when it's the mechuber lekarka and it's the base to show Yehudi, there's an issue of maris ayin. But if it's in North Carolina, let's assume it's in, I don't know where Yidin are buying now, but anywhere that there's a good deal. So you're not buying there, and there's no from community nearby within the Trum, then it will be mutter because there's no Marasayan. There's another hetter which would apply perhaps if everyone knows that the Yid has a, a non-Jewish partner, it's Peshutfis. So then there wouldn't be Marasayan in that case either, although I never saw any of the person say this when it's inside the Trum and Mechubel Akarka. They're hesitant to say it. Let's say a nursing home. So, every nursing home in America, there's an issue of Marisayan. 
everyone knows that your nursing home operates on Shabbos and you make money on Shabbos and you bill on Shabbos, right? So how, how, how can it be mutter? Even if you have a good star, it's still Marisa Ayan. They know the last, everyone knows all the big names in nursing homes. So isn't there an issue of Marisa Ayan? So the price can say, well, everyone knows that you need to have some type of star. So once you know that, so you could assume they did it in the correct way. For some reason, we do not say this when it comes to construction. It's based on Rishayinim. The Svara Lachara shouldn't say it's Mutter, but we Paskin, when it's Mechobar Lakarka and when it's Bebeis Hashem Yehudi, we are Machmir. Uh, and I'll give an, an example where there would be an exception, perhaps, and that would be a snow, a snow removal. So snow removal, even though it's Bebeis Hashem Yehudi, it's not Mechobar Lakarka, and in that case, the Paiskin Marmekel. So, so if you have a snow removal service, they come whenever it snows. So that's Kablanus. They accept it. Whenever it snows, they come and they remove the snow. So, I mean, it might not be so Shabbosdik, but halachically, everyone should know, everyone knows that it's not, they didn't tell him right now to come, and I don't own the guy. I don't even know who he is. It's a service, and that would be mutter. Okay, so the Kablanus, we have an issue of Mara science. Let's say there's no Mara science. We sent him, uh, he, he's, uh, you know, redoing this, uh, this building in South Carolina. No one, no Yidin are within the Tchum, and he's a Kablan, he accepted the job, he gets paid for the job, not by the time, so it will, it will be mutter. However, there are two other issues one has to consider. Number one, you cannot be koivea malachtoi. You cannot say, I want you to work on Shabbos. Because if you say, you have to work on Shabbos, that's also, that's ready, that's classic Maris Ayin. The Paiskim debate, what if he needs to work on Shabbos and there's no other way he could do it? And Lachar, just for today's year, we'll talk about this a little more next week when we talk about, let's say, estate sales or the like, when you kind of have to work on Shabbos. So typically, we are machmir. Additionally, there has to be a set price. There has to be a set price. The price, the, Gemara, the Shukhanar talks about this when he talks about the, the postman, that if there's no set price, then the Nachri is constantly thinking about you when he's doing the Malacha. When is this guy going to pay me? How much is he going to pay me? He's not doing it for himself. And the Achreinim point out, if there's a set, there's a set industry price or there's a, a standard that people typically pay, so even if it's not, there's no set price, you go to the tailor, and he takes your pants, and he's, he's going to tailor it whenever he takes, let's say he tailors it on Shabbos. You gave it to him on Thursday, you're picking it up on Monday, there's no issue. However, if he ends up doing it on Shabbos and he did not set a price, that's going to be Amir Lenachri. But if there's a typical price, there's a sign on the door, or you, you, you know when you go and you accept to pay whatever he charges you, he's not afraid he's not going to get paid. So that would be just as good as having a, a set price. So and that would be not so the way that Hrenim explained is that when you don't have a set price, so but let's 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 explain the other way. When there's a set price, okay, we do web design. So Yali sends us his uh, he has a new company, new website, and and the, the Gayim are going to make the website for him. They charge five hundred dollars a website or thousand dollars a website, then they outsource it to the Philippines for twenty dollars, okay, and then they, they make their money. So now when they deliver this website, this is their business. We're doing this job. This is our job. We do this and we provide it for, for, for these people. So psychologically, this is the way the Paisam say it, when they do the job, they accepted the job. They're not thinking about the person and, and shlichus and uh, he owns my time and I'm doing it for him. I, when I sign on the dotted line on this contract that we're doing this, we're providing this service for you, now I accepted it upon myself. I'm doing it for myself because I want to get paid. And the only way I'm getting paid is if I deliver this product or this software, that's how I'm getting paid. In contrast to that, 
if the person doesn't know if he's getting paid, when he's getting paid, how much he's getting paid, he doesn't have that same confidence, I'm doing it for myself because now I'm going to get paid. He doesn't even know if he's going to get paid. So he, he loses that independence of an independent contractor, Kablanus. And again, this is not an American law, but Halacha sees that, that if there's no set price, he's always nervous about how, when is this guy going to pay me? And therefore he's thinking about the, the balabas, and there's more of a resemblance to shlichus in that case. It's, it's a fascinating point, which in Chayshim Mishpah you wouldn't see that concept. What's the difference? He's, he's, he's a kablon. But here, because he's thinking about the balabas, you run into the issue of shlichus. So you have to have a set price. That's the psaq of the Shulchan Aruch. If a cleaning lady comes on Shabbos, if you set the money aside on Friday, that's good? Not really, because you still don't want to have her... It's not really our, our topic tonight, but just... You don't want her to. Um, you don't want to tell her on Shabbos where the money is. It, it, it is. It is an issue more. I guess Maris Ayin, the Paiskim are bothered by. If she knows where it is and she takes, if she knows where it is from before Shabbos and she just goes and takes it herself, I believe that would be fine. Um, right. Yeah, that would be fine. You also run into the question of kidding on Shabbos. Is she being kinet on Shabbos? So maybe be mafkir the money before. Um, there's different Nathan people say in that case. I, I'll get back to you on, on the Psak, but it's not really our our sugi right, right now. But you run into Marisayan and you run into Kinyan on Shabbos. Um, yeah. So it, it would come from this if someone was a prominent person, right? A Jew is, I don't know, who's known, the guy. Then you could say the same thing. The guy, you know, he's working, he has a set price. He doesn't care about the price. He knows he's working for this prominent person. He's more worried about. The problem the delivery. You're saying once we get into the psychology, then in the life, because then you can always say, in the psychology right. of it, I hear, I don't know, I'm not sure. He's a guy, I, I, he's doing, you know, Trump's suit, whatever, you know, the guy's a Jew, and he's, he's, that's in his mind, he's doing the guy's suit. I hear, I hear the Svara, I just, yeah. But the price can only say it in this case, in this case when you have, uh, when you didn't have a set price. Okay, let's, let's see the other, the, the final uh, exam, the final relationship is that of an Aris. And Aris is, is in fact how many Rabbanim will set up, let's say, a nursing home or a 24-7 business, e-commerce business or the like, where they are processing orders on Shabbos, is in a case of Aris. Aris is a sharecropper. So the reason why a sharecropper uh, setup is much better is because whenever he does work, everything he does, he's doing it for himself. He's a dati dinaf shehutika He's doing it for himself. When they have the sharecropper who's working in the farm, when he plants, when he plows, when he does all those actions, he has himself in mind. That's how he feeds his family. That's how he pays his bills by by improving it. And every single thing he does, he's worried, he's thinking about himself. How much am I making? It's as if he has this. He has to pay, you know, the the, the fees, the franchise fee, to his boss. But because every action he does brings more money. Every so every single thing he does, we say adati denavshe who took of it, and he only has himself in mind. So an RS Lahar is very good. The problem is in nursing homes and you have Jewish-owned malls or one of these stores or a gas stations owned by Yid, even if you set it up that this fellow is an RS, so imagine you have a nursing home and you tell the administrator or the CFO, COO, whatever you have, who's an Akhri, you say, you know what, you're going to be making money uh, on everything that comes, all the business that we do on Shabbos, bed counts, however nursing homes make money, 
you're going to make an extra profit for Shabbos. So the charev would, would work. You have an aris. The problem is, you and him both know that you're basically telling him he has to work on Shabbos. Because if you don't work on Shabbos and you close up shop, there's no nursing home anymore. So an aris only works when he doesn't have to work on Shabbos. When he goes on his own, he does on his own... Uh, on his own time, he decides, you know, I want to work on Shabbos because I, let's say you have an uh, insurance company and you have sales guys out there in the field. So let's assume there's no Mara saying It doesn't say, you know, you know Yaeli's uh, 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 insurance company. It's one of these insurance companies and you have Goyen doing sales for you and you know you're actually making money on the business that's coming in on Shabbos. Let's assume there's no, there's no Mara Sayan issue. It will be mutter because the sales guy, every, every phone call he makes, he knows he's, he's making commission on it. He's doing it for himself. But if I tell them we need to call people on Shabbos, and yeah, yeah, I'll pay you more and you'll make money on it, that's a problem. Because now, even though he's an Aris, he's doing it, uh, he's doing it on Shabbos, and you asked him to do it on Shabbos. So an Aris would only help you when he's not being asked to do it on Shabbos. But answering, answering services seem to be the biggest issue. Yeah, so let, let's talk about a call center. So there are different types of call centers. Let's say, let's say uh, you have a company and you, you, you do a managed IT. Okay, you do managed IT for, for businesses. You uh, manage all their software and their hardware remotely and you charge them a nice fee. Now, when they have issues, they have issues all the time, they have issues on Shabbos. So if you're a from Yid, you know you're not answering emails on Shabbos. So you're gonna have a team, maybe outsourcing it to Vietnam, or you might have a team locally in the United States. When you do it, when you outsource it to uh, a place where it has a different time zone, we could talk about that in a share, maybe you have Heterim on both sides. When it's not Shabbos by you, so there's no issue of Amir Lenachri, perhaps. When it's not Shabbos by them, it's not Shabbos for them. So they are not doing work on Shabbos, doing work on Sunday. It might help you with many hours out of the, the Shabbos hours. But anyways, they are responding on Shabbos to what we call it, you know, tickets, software tickets, or anything that comes up, your 24-7 customer support. So let's, let's think about the Shiloh. If they're getting paid as a Sechir Yoyim, it's not even a question, it's 100% Usr. If they get paid and they hire them like regular employees, but they have a different schedule and they work on Shabbos and they're getting paid $50 an hour, $10 an hour for, for every hour on Shabbos as a, you know, hosting the call center, that's Usr, that's a Sechir Yoyim. What if they are not, getting paid by the hour, they take on a contract. They say, we will be available for uh, weekends. Very common, especially when you outsource it to third, third world countries. They have their own life over there, and they know that it's not too, ma not too many tickets, you know, not, not uh, driving tickets, speeding tickets, but not too many customer support tickets over the weekend anyways. So they say, you know what, no problem. I'll keep my phone on for 24 hours. I will respond to anything that comes in. But really, they're at the beach with their family and they, they'll respond to the few tickets that come in. Hopefully, you know, if you have a good, uh, you have a good uh, software company, you hope not to have too many tickets over the weekend. So it's a it's kablonus, so it should be mutter. They accept it upon themselves for the job. They do not get paid if they didn't deliver the job. The job is a funny job. It's not a pair of pants. It's not a car. It's kablonus. The kablonus is that you are available for the next 72 hours if things come in. But it's not a schir You don't own my time. You can't give me paperwork to do. I am simply taking upon myself to do X. If I do not accomplish X, I don't get paid. So it's a package deal. L'chari, it's kablonus. And many places can, in fact, do say that kablonus would apply. The problem is, in this case, is that the, the uh, Nahri has no benefit whatsoever 
when they do the work on Shabbos. When you have a tailor or when you have a mechanic, when he does the work on Shabbos, we say, He decided to do it on Shabbos. Why? He wants to go to the movies Saturday night. doesn't want to be busy fixing your car Saturday night. So he came early Saturday morning and he fixed it on Shabbos. That was his benefit. He wanted to do it for himself. He could have done it after Shabbos. He did it on Shabbos for himself. But if you have a, a case where the software, the, the support, 24-7 support, the call center, they don't want to work at all. When they work on Shabbos, they're not doing it because they don't want to work once on Shabbos, so they're working on Shabbos. They have no choice. That's their job. They have to get back to the person within a, a certain amount of time. If nothing comes in, they're very happy. When something comes in, they're only doing it for you. As the boss, they're not doing it for themselves. And the place can say that, that even though it's kablonus, they accept, even if you want to be mako and say, it's kablonus, even though they're taking a chunk of hours of responsibility, we're going to call it kablonus because that's the contract. But on Shabbos itself, they're only doing it for you. And therefore, I actually had the Shaila, uh, you know, when I, I did work, so I did some work with a software company. So the way we set it up, we had our, uh, our VA, our virtual assistant, that every call that came in, this is, we did this with uh, one of the Rabban, I think Rabbi Marburger had this idea. One of, every call that comes in, he gets a dollar. So, and this is, this is a good Hector because now he's a Kablan. So again, the first thing is he has to be a Kablan, not a Shriyam. He's a Shriyam, but we have a, we have a problem. He's a Kablan, he accepted upon himself to, as a contract, he's contractually obligated to do this job. This job means be available X amount of hours. Doesn't get paid by the hour, he's just being available. That's his job, that's his contract. If he's not available, he gets zero dollars. But, but he's available when the problem arises. So how to get around that? I didn't. So, 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 so there's a there are riots to this. It's a, it's a good question. There are riots to this. The Shulchanar talks about a bathhouse attendant. And the bathhouse attendant had to be available on Shabbos because what if someone needed to go to the bathhouse on Shabbos? Not a year, but a guy. And they didn't own the bathhouses. So over there, if nobody would come on Shabbos, then he wouldn't have to work on Shabbos. But he would still get paid for the, for, for the contract. So you're not really paying him to work per hour. That's a, the way the Achorinim explained. And therefore, if no tickets come in on Shabbos, he didn't actually work on Shabbos. So I'm not telling him to, that he, he's a schir yom, he has to work for me. I don't own his hours. I view it that he took upon himself a job to change a car, to change a tire, to fix my pants, to be available X amount of hours for only this thing, only for supporting it's a chiddush, but that's how we paskin. And therefore there's no issue from that aspect, however, but on Shabbos itself, when he does it, he's not saving himself time that he wants to go spend with his family. He's doing it just for me. So he can't say, he's doing it for me. I'm the one that has my client is upset that nobody can get through to any, uh, any of his staff, wherever that is, and he needs to fix the phones, he has to fix the, uh, the software, the internet, and he's working on it just for me. So if you pay him per ticket, so now he becomes like an aris. Uh, I didn't tell him, you have to also, even in Aris, you can't tell him to work on Shabbos, specifically. So I'm hoping nothing comes in on Shabbos. If something comes in, so... Once again, the client tells him the problem, doesn't that change everything? Now he has to work on Shabbos. Now he and has to work? Says, but, but we could say, I didn't set it up like that. I didn't set it up like that. So there are persons that say you have to give him a little more than a dollar to make it more significant that he really wants to be working for it. But uh, we'll, we'll discuss this next week. There's a true of the night of Yehuda, which we'll discuss. At that point, at that point, 
has no option. The, the guy, Joe's, once the guy calls, he has no option but to work. From here on, the next hour he's working. Fine, but, I, but, but between me and him, I never told him to work on Chavez. I told him to be available on Chavez. I never told him to work on Chavez. Yeah, but when the client calls, now he told you, who told, why is he working? He can't not work. Now he can't choose not to work. Now he can't choose. The client called already. Now he left him with two hours of fixing whatever he has to do. So now these two hours, you're saying, still, still is some. It seems to me that these two hours, he's locked in. He can't not work. So why don't we say a, a different case? Let's say I, I, I gave my car to the mechanic, and I'm picking it up a minute after it says Matsuri Shabbos. But I gave it to him on Tuesday, okay? Let's say he, he decided to go to Cancun for vacation, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He lands Shabbos morning. So Shabbos morning, he has no other option. He has to do it on Shabbos. Okay, I never told him to do it on Shabbos. Now, post facto, I, yes, I need it, and the only way you're gonna do it is on Shabbos. So as long as I never, this is the way the person explains it, I never told this guy to work on Shabbos. I never told the bathhouse attendant to work on Shabbos. He has to, he took upon himself that anytime someone needs the bath, he's going to heat up the water and he's going to open the door, whatever it is. But since I never told him specifically, that's the issue, shlichus, for davar. I never told him specifically to work on Shabbos. So if this just came up, then it wouldn't be us. So the problem is on Shabbos, there's no resource. He's not getting paid. The bathhouse attendants would, would make, you know, a few dollars and make a tip. So therefore, if you add a few dollars to their, uh, to their um, salary per call, that would be mutter. Um, you have another, other examples like that. So if you know they're working on Shabbos, you, ha- you would have to change it. Let's say you have a schir yoyim. This is another hetter some place can say. Let's say you have a schir yoyim, you have an accountant, and you know they're taking their work home, and they have to work on Shabbos. They, they just have no choice. They have too much work. So what you should do is, you have to speak to your uh, other accountant, what you should do is you just change their salary from being a salaried employee to now getting paid per journal entry per uh, per piece of paper that they submitted because you want to make them an arus versus a schirium. So you have a similar uh, similar concept. Okay, so we covered a lot of these uh, a lot of the uh, heterim. So next week I want to go into a few more a little more complicated. We spoke about the real estate showings that have to be done on Shabbos. Let's say you have a student housing and everybody's coming in first day on Shabbos. We'll speak about estate. Uh, state sales that take place on Shabbos. You could even have, even a, a, a person could have it in his home where his nachri, the non, his non-Jew next door, always goes to the farmer's market Shabbos. Can he ask him to pick him up uh, to buy some strawberries at the farmer's market? It's only open Saturday morning. Are you able to ask him? You know that the only time you could buy this is Shabbos. Or let's say you have an IPO that's um, that's coming out on a yantif. Can you ask your broker to purchase the IPO, knowing that it's it's, it's only available on Yantif. So we'll talk about that, and we'll, we'll get back to some of the other questions we asked. There's some loose ends here with overnight shipping when you're specifically saying yes. So Phil uh, asked me, is that is that is that Amira Nakhri? Do we have a hetter of Amira Lamira? And um, we'll talk about giving incentives, bonuses. Is that does that work to change it from you know uh, to Aris? And then hopefully at the end of the year, we'll, maybe we'll spend 15, 20 minutes just discussing some of the stories that people use, how it helps, which stories are better than others, and what exactly it's trying to accomplish when you have 24-7 businesses. What is the star Shabbos? Is it just a magic wand and now everything is, is good? So you had some paper and some shul with some janitor, or does it have to be a, a much more legitimate sale for a nursing home or other 24-7 businesses to make sure 
that they are Shabbos uh, halacha compliant. Okay, so we'll, right. we'll conclude that. Right, so what is it? Giving the go to 25 cent business, right? 